You are listening to the Bridge Between Podcast, a weekly exploration of how a family history project transformed into a search for understanding, truth, and the points of connection between people. In dialoguing with others, we begin to understand ourselves. My name is Cisco Ramos, and this is The Bridge Between. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, February 26th, 2020. This is a special episode this week, and I started putting it together on Friday, January 3rd, because yesterday on January 2nd, sometime in the mid-afternoon hours, my great Tia Maria died of old age. And it wasn't an unexpected event. I last saw her in July of 2019. At the time, I was visiting San Bernardino, California to celebrate the 40th wedding anniversary of my cousin Teresa and her husband George. The renewal of vows took place at a local church. Tia Maria had bleached white hair. She was frail, and she sometimes needed the assistance of a walker, and she often struggled to make it more than 50 feet at a time. Her glasses were thick, her honesty was blunt, and it was often kind of funny because it had a way of just cutting through social norms. It was her way of saying that she just didn't care anymore, and I absolutely loved her for that. I have a theory that the older you get, the less you care. Because you have a perspective about what is important, about the ephemerality of life, that in the end, time really does govern us all. And in everyday language, we often use the word time as a marker of distinction. It's my time, it was her time, it wasn't his or her time. The use of the word time implies that there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, as if there's some kind of linearity to human experience. And keep in mind, this doesn't account for questions of fairness or our perceptions of what is or what is not controllable. Those are separate and important matters for another day. Time is scary for a variety of reasons. In physics, according to Einstein, time is relative, and the distinctions between the past and present sometimes hinge on perspective. That's relativity, folks. Time is humbling because it shows how truly insignificant we are in the grand scheme of things. And just to give you an example of what I'm talking about, if you look at the cosmic calendar, which is a method to visualize the chronology of the universe, scaling in its current age of 13.8 billion years into a single year in order to help for pedagogical purposes, in the final minute alone, the end of the last ice age occurred 50 seconds ago. The development of agriculture leading to permanent settlements happened approximately 30 seconds ago. Christ was born less than five seconds ago. Columbus allegedly discovered the Americas 1.2 seconds ago. And the average human life on this particular time scale lasts 0.23 cosmic seconds, or the blink of an eye. Time, I'm convinced, is something that you gain a fuller appreciation of the older you get. It's something that begins to define your understanding, akin to being in a flowing river that shapes and eventually polishes us all. Time is scary. Time is beautiful. Time is inescapable. Towards the end of the vow renewal ceremony, Tia Maria stood up and decided that she was going off, she was gonna go get some fresh air. She grabbed her walker and said in a very clear and loud voice, I'm just tired of sitting down. My bones hurt and I'll wait for you outside. And I remember this moment as being funny because it's something you're not supposed to do in a church. She stood up mid-service 
completely ignored the priest, and just made an announcement to everyone else. This is what I'm doing, and you better be okay with it. She didn't care, and I didn't blame her. I think at a certain age, you've earned the right not to care. My last memory of Tia Maria is of her at the reception. The reception took place in a beautiful hotel ballroom. There must have been about 200 people there. As we ate and danced, Tia Maria sat back and watched everyone. Occasionally, my Theo Alfred or my dad would jokingly ask Tia Maria if she wanted to dance. They knew the answer was no before they even asked. I think that they just wanted to joke around and see how she would respond, the way a young child tries to prank a parent and sometimes it doesn't quite work out. Because each attempt was met with sharp words and a brushing away with her hands. And as the celebration wound down, I remember my dad telling me that he wanted to say goodnight to Tia Maria. And I don't know the exact words that were exchanged, but my dad's body language changed midway through their conversation. Before leaving, he gave her a hug, he stood up, and he said something. He gave her a long kiss on the forehead before brushing away a tear from his eye. When he walked back, he told me, and my mom, and Tia Maria. He told us that Tia Maria said, and I quote, I have a feeling that this will be the last time I'll see you. I just know it. And she was right. Tia Maria was an important figure in the family. She was a bridge, a direct connection between the old world, the world that my parents' generation had grown up in, the generation that blended the culture of the old world, the culture of Mexico, and the new world of the 1960s and 70s Chicano, California, and Mexican America. And with her passing, there's a tremendous loss. The direct experiential connection is gone. In a previous episode, I talked about how things must sometimes be left behind so that forward progress can be made. That this process is tough and emotionally complicated because we have to heal a wound. We're forced to make something of the loss. Perhaps it's called meaning. Something positive out of the unknown. I originally started this entire project as a way to remember. As a way to build something new something beautiful that combined the old and the new. Perhaps in the project's early days, it was my vain attempt and my blind hope that the second death could be sidestepped or delayed. Now the second death in Mexican culture is forgetting. It happens the moment the last person who remembers you, directly or indirectly, passes away. There are many traditions in Mexican culture that emphasize remembering. Dio de los Muertos is my favorite because it views death not as a void, but as an active force that influences us. Dio de los Muertos is about remembering and making the past a part of our present lived experience. And through this tradition, through the act of remembering, of creating an ofrenda, of sharing our stories, of looking at old photos, we find hope, we find renewal, we find laughter, and we just find really good food. This is one of the great gifts of Mexican culture. And I am so thankful that I am Mexican-American. At the end of the day, our stories are what's left of us after we are gone. And I'm very grateful for that. Tia Maria, this is for you.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Bridge Between podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you'd like to reach out, you can email me at thebridgebetween at gmail.com. That's thebridgebtwn at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at thebridgebetween. That's thebridgebtwn. Thank you for listening.